to another episode of Yawi Reddit. We are doing the second part of the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins, the Hunger Game prequel. My name is Laura Petro, and I am one of your hosts. My name's Maggie Gates. I'm your other host, and we are joined by two other friends of ours. Yeah. Um, um, guys, <laughs> what's your podcast again? I always want to say Animation Nation, and I it's know Nation of Animation. I know that's not right. Nice. It is, it is almost Animation Nation. <laughs> Which was taken by something, I think. Yeah, something so very like, technical, something yeah. about like, the process, and we're more Ooh. about the, the, the finished product, mm-hmm. but yeah. Nation of Animation, we That's love us. it. Yeah. Introduce I'm, yourself, guys. Yeah. We're just talking like old pals. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I am Brooke, I am one half of Nation of Animation. And I'm Ryan, and I'm the other half. And together we form a whole podcast. Wow. Maggie and I are going to start doing that, but we're just going to like throw in weird percentages. Like, <laughs> I'm 40% of Maggie and Laura. Yeah, I would love to be 60%. I'll take it. It'll change week to week. Um, so let's dive in because, y'all, we had some very choice things to say last week. Uh, and I can only assume we're going to have a lot more choice things to say for this episode about this book. We left off with a riveting cliffhanger of taxes. <laughs> the scariest cliffhanger that the taxes real estate are uh, situation town. in the capital is ridiculous. It is. Uh, it felt like that was at the peak of where President Snow's personal life. They really wanted that his personal life to be him being poor as the biggest struggle. Like, yes, the Hunger Games is going on, and that is a subplot. Yeah. The big plot. The big um, plot. And then his life is falling apart. You know, and I took a lot of notes for this, and I think I, I have this place later in my notes, but I want to just ask it, I think, as a great opener. What is the conflict of this book? It is... Does hmm. anybody have a good idea? Hmm. I think rich boy gone poor, you know? But he doesn't. Cobra Starship, make them good girls go bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly rich what boy it is. gone poor. A riches to rag story. Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, it, the conflict is between the reader who knows the Hunger <laughs> Games and like what they want this book to be, and how the book manages to escape pleasing anybody at any turn. No, the conflict is between me and Lucy Gray, who disappoints me at every turn. <laughs> what do wow. you find the most disappointing about Lucy? Hmm, I think it's got to be. <laughs> I number one is her folksy sayings. Yes. And number two is that she won't just see through Coriolanus's little little, bullshit. Yeah, sad boy. Yeah, she refuses. Yeah, it feels like there's no way she was able to uh, win the Hunger Games and just not be this and just be this stupid about boys. You know. Well, to be fair, this Hunger Games. Susan Collins goes out of her way to make this the most like hijinks accident whoopsie daisy version of the Hunger Games you ever did see. A guy gets rabies. Yeah. Half of them are dead before the game starts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we continue um, with these Hunger Games into the second part. Like people are teaming up a lot uh, in this Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamina dies. I forget how she dies in my notes. I didn't really write their reasons. I just kept writing oh, when this people was, died. This was when a lot, I feel like a lot starts happening in the Hunger Games where yeah. it's finally not just like kind of accidental deaths. Right. This is when she, they actually start playing the dang game. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, which is like at this point, I think there were eight ish tributes left, but the girl on top of the beam who went to cut Marcus's throat strikes a deal with Reaper to give him bread and cheese if he cuts down the plague of Panem to protect her from the sun. Because she's just up there fucking boiling on those <laughs> She's pools. literally burning alive. She is. And she tells him where the pack of tributes hunting everyone down is. 
before he goes. And then this is when Coral and Mizzen of the pack are, like, climbing the post to get up to her. And she confronts the girl first. She hits the guy's legs with the flat side of an axe as the girl's getting to the top. And gets a trident and thrusts it in her side. And then the girl on top of the beam falls off. And I'm pretty sure that's when she dies. Yeah, that's Lamina. And then when one of their little pack, Tanner, goes over to congratulate them... Coral drove the trident in his back, and there were eight tributes left. And that was when it got exciting, right? right? Now we're playing yeah. the game. This is yeah. what we came here for. Yeah, took long enough, but yeah. finally, yeah. yeah. Finally. Me in the box seats of the Capitol, finally, some good child blood. <laughs> Somehow you found your way into the arena just yeah. eating popcorn, watching Smoking everything. a big cigar, yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> what would your guys' technique in the Hunger Games be? Would you hide? Mm. This that is, is a great question. I, I think this strategy has a lot of holes, but I genuinely think I would try and fake my own death and like pretend <laughs> I was out for a while. I would do an Agatha Christie and they'd be like, oh, from well, District whatever, yeah. Ryan Fantasy name is dead. And then at the very end, I stand up and I'm like, surprise, motherfucker. In this Hunger Games, that would work because they don't take the bodies out. You know, eventually yeah. they're like pulling mm-hmm. them out. That's true. That would be difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, that's so funny you bring that up because when I was younger, and, you know, I think at some point in America, we all kind of had our own technique of a school shooter would come up. But I mm-hmm. I read Jody Polt's 90 Minutes, and one of the kids just lays there with the school shooter. That's a viable in. strategy. You lay under someone else's body, and you act like yeah. you're dead. Yeah. Hey, you could do if it works, it works, you know? Um, the only person I will say that's not playing the games, I feel like, is Reaper, because he's just, like, sitting and chilling, and then just throwing funerals for everybody by laying them all next to each other. Being a little weirdo. I'm not entirely (laughs) sure if we're, it's supposed to be endearing, or, like, an act of rebellion. I don't really know what... It, it what, walks uh, that what line. What attitude it was supposed it's to be. It's like, yeah. are you like reverent for the bodies or are you being like a little sicko, winding them up like toys yeah. <laughs> that are all dead? Because he for does you. cover them with the Panem flag. Mm-hmm. And in that way, it does feel, but it's it's very incongruent yeah. with what he was saying earlier, like apologizing to everyone for having to kill them. And Take I will say, the weirdest thing to me is Clemencia, who is his mentor, she refuses to feed him because he's not doing anything interesting. I think that's one of the funniest bits in the book. But you know, the whole time I thought that maybe he doesn't know she's even back because he Mm. hasn't seen her in weeks because she's been in the hospital so he can't be expecting much that's true yeah that is true yeah uh I like the wording of funniest bit in the book as if this book was a comedy. Just a constant comedy. Of <laughs> all the jokes was, that Suzanne lines up. If it was, up. my attitude towards this book would change. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. The epilogue is the best bit God, in that we'll, case. Ugh. We'll get there. We'll get there. We will get, we'll get there. there. Um, because then we fast forward. We find out that the one mentor that lost his legs, Gaius, he's dead. Yeah. He's dead mm-hmm. now. And then we also uh, tune back in with Dr. Gall being very menacing. Like, I've got some tricks up my sleeve. Our favorite and character, Dr. Love Gall. Uh, we love, love her. her. Love a queen. Who do, you think, who do you think should play her in the movie? How Catherine Hahn. Would... Really? Catherine Hahn's my pick. Because she's basically say... her character from Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I would say Susan Sarandon because she's already sort of mm. hateable. I don't know. <laughs> No, the including results. Oh, Catherine Hahn from the... Oh, oh she would yeah. be great. Yeah, Maggie had to pull up a picture because I was like, I don't mm. know that, uh, who's, who they are. She the would be great. Because she does a great job doing the villain in one yeah. yeah, She's great. So her, She's ready to keep playing villains. Brooke's offer of Susan Sarandon is also good. It's just I, because right now people don't like Susan Sarandon anyway because she was all like, everybody vote for Trump. We can't. <laughs> I hate Hillary Clinton. 
That was Wait, her big Susan thing. Susan Sarandon said that? She, Susan Sarandon was a ride or die Bernie fan, and then things were said. Uh, <laughs> the oh, people gosh. acted out of passion. I think I, Susan Sarandon could be a good doctor. I get her mixed one. up with Gina Davis a lot, but mm. I think Susan Sarandon would be a good menacing. Gina character. Davis would be an interesting Gina choice, Davis and I is think a nice, she like, would do well. Pick. Yeah. 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 I'd never expect it, but mm-hmm. it'd be really good. We hope this helped paint a paint a uh, picture. Paint a picture. Uh, people who are making the movie, listen to us because yeah. we have good ideas. Or the girl from Harry Potter with the big glasses, the big eyes, the teacher. Emma Thompson? Like, You're going to die. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. That, is that Emma Thompson? That's Emma Thompson just being Shut a up. consummate professional. Uh, she's great. She really is great. Oh, that rules. Um, but uh, Snow, he puts two and two together and realizes that she's going to put some snakes in the arena. Yeah, and he slips his handkerchief in in the in the container because he remembers from page like ten that they mm-hmm. um, remember scents, and and Lucy's scent is on his little handkerchief. Yeah, it is. And this is a moment like Snow does a thing, and he's like, "Boy, I sure hope no consequences come of this." And then later, <laughs> when they inevitably do, he's so surprised. He's like, "What? We'll get there when we get there." But this is just a moment of like, "Do you realize that how things work in the world?" Young Coriolanus, yeah. you know that matter exists until it is destroyed. Exactly. Like, what are the snakes going to do? Eat it? No, right. It's just like, gonna, they're going to slither on top yeah, of it. Yeah, for a character who acts so impulsively, I don't think I've ever witnessed any character in like any book just be so just like action and then just like spend pages regretting it. And then suddenly, if a snap of a finger, be like, oh, it's fine. In a way, it's realistic because he's like the kind of like annoying all right boy who's like i'm gonna destroy your argument with facts and logic and i'm an impartial perfect human being and then he's just the most impulsive dipshit you've ever met (laughs) god he really is yeah what a little he is a walking reddit post yeah (laughs) yeah um but uh then it comes this weird scene where he decides to stop by the uh plinth's house because maybe they'll give him some money for getting Sejanus out of the arena. <laughs> to go collect yeah. a war. A, to, or like they'll bribe him not to talk about right. it. Or like he's very unclear about what he really needs Literally, to pay for. He had no plan of action going into the Plin's house because he just kind of sits with the dad and the dad says things until he dismisses him. And he's like, you can go. And then Snow is... He's like, I didn't get any money out of this. The conversation with the dad feels the most like Susan Collins was having an off day. And she's like, I know I need to put 1,500 words into this manuscript. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah. fucking know. He goes to see the dad and nothing changes. Okay, yeah. I'll there's try again tomorrow. And the paragraph of her just offering different types of pie to him. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> we really needed that in there. That work yeah. Gotta break 500 finally. But uh, numbers are winding down in the Hunger Games. Yeah, Because now are. there's only seven left since uh, one of the tributes might have died from rat poison it was kind of yeah this may or may not have been lucy's first kill and later on it's more insinuated that that was true but it's never clarified yeah and there's two from district three four reaper treach who i don't know who that is and lucy were all still alive and this is when they announced they're gonna drop the snakes in yeah uh i don't know but a conveyor belt down into the middle of the arena (laughs) comes a giant tank of snakes they they say it drops and they also mention that it bounces and i think that is also a deeply funny image of like the drone (laughs) obviously bringing something like they drop the big tank and then it just fucking bounces it's the snake ball bonk and it just opens So, I also, I would love to gauge your guys' opinion, because how many snakes were in this container? Because sometimes it seemed like it would be like, oh, maybe there's like 
you know, like maybe like 20 snakes. Like that's a lot of snakes. But then sometimes it seemed like there was just like a thousand snakes in this arena. I'm going to go with a thousand. This is the time when I thought there were way too many snakes. I imagined the, the, the bottom of a tank opens and the snakes just covered the arena floor. And they all start, like, dying very quickly after they bite people. So I'm like, and they mention the snake carcasses, like, right. being all These around. Right, use snakes. So I would love yes. to imagine it as thousands. For some reason, I know th- this is not in it, but part of me was like, it made it sound like they were moving as, like, one big, like, tide of snakes. And it made me wonder, like, yeah. were they, like, was it, like, a big rat king, but with snakes where all their tails were just tied together? Yeah, and they, Dr. Gall was like, yeah, this is just kind of funny. They formed the Megazord of yeah, snakes no, yeah, by banding together. It's, it's like together. a big ball of snakes just rolling around, <laughs> and, like, well, ones fall it's off It's interesting, too, because they designed the snakes to be very colorful after Lucy Gray's dress. So if you're trying to picture these snakes, imagine, like, neon green, blue, and pink. It's yeah. Like a big thing of trolley sour gummies just, just squirming all over the place. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope they're sour still. They have just like sour sugar stuck to them. Um, Dr. Gull, um, what's the practical application of making your poison snakes gummy sours? <laughs> yeah. Hard cut to her just chewing on some. I don't know. Yeah, just don't my know. favorite snack. Why do I do anything um, I do? <laughs> yeah. Um, but Lucy becomes a, a charmer of the snakes. And yes. this is once again never explained if it's because her scent is on these snakes or because her voice is so beautiful that they'll just follow her around like a little parade. Yes, so they get rid of some of the competition. They kill District 3 boy, District 4 girl. They're angling after after the District 3 girl and the District 7 boy. And like Laura said, Lucy steps out and she is a charmer, baby. Yeah. She lets that freak flag fly. She's singing her little tunes and the snakes the are enamored. Snakes are vibing. They're like, this is the party. If I were one of the mentors whose Hunger Game tribute got murdered by the snakes, I would be furious. Mm -hmm. This is like if your teacher came up to you at the science fair and set your board on fire and was like, you don't get to win. (laughs) Fuck you. This is like if someone came up during the talent show and pushed you off stage and it was the principal. Also, they must think that like it's weighted towards Lucy because of her whole like slipping the snake down that Mm -hmm. girl's dress and singing and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I'd feel cheated if I were yeah. one of the other mentors. Yeah, no I'd one be watching too. is catching on, luckily, except for Gull, who is described as stone-faced, so she's got to know that Snow has metal. Yeah. Uh, and what, after the snakes were down to, like, the final five, essentially, and we have a, a very important scene, and I'm using that in air quotes for uh, <laughs> the listeners, where Clemencia and Snow make up. Oh, thank God. The real relationship we were worried about. Oh, right? Yeah, like, they're having one of those relatable moments where there's a sleepover in the academy. Like, did did any of you guys go to Catholic school? You'd have to have lock-ins. Mm-hmm. Where they'd make we had lock-ins at my Methodist church, but... I had yeah. those at my Lutheran church mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Hell yeah, one of those. They're just having, like, a youth rally, and Clemency yeah. and Snow are making up in the middle of, like, Kumbaya. Yeah, it was weird. It felt unnecessary, because it was like, we could have went the entire book and they could have just been enemies forever that would have made sense yeah um yeah but then also the next morning like all these snakes are just like dead after like there's a storm they're just like limp on the ground what did they make them smell oh i bet it was terrible i bet it smelled absolutely awful they'll clean the arena after this year it's biology room after summer yeah because when it rains and all the worms come out it smells like that like it kind of smells like coins Mm mm-hmm Outside. Yeah. Like that copper smell, that like dirt Ugh. smell. Yeah. Gross. 
Well, it's just, it's just, what, like, three tributes and then a ton of snakes now. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, a bunch of limp snakes in the arena. <laughs> not hygienic. You thought the rabies were uh, But not all of them are dead. It was that, this was confusing because it said, like, they're all dead and then, like, there were still a few left. Except the ones that aren't. Yeah, Except sure. Except for so the ones are. that aren't. Lucy's yeah, yeah, yeah. special friends yeah. live. Yeah. yeah the Lucy. ones she loved the most get to live forever. <laughs> Lucy pocketed one, apparently, away. And that really comes in handy because there's a little bit of a moment where, okay, so there we got another killing scene. The District 3 girl pro- programs a drone to hack all the other drones coming mm. in for the District 4 boy, and they focus, like, on his face. I couldn't really visualize this. Yeah. But all of the drones chase him up uh, the pole, and he falls, and he cracks his neck. And then Which the happens dist- a lot yeah. in this arena. There's a lot of, of falling. These clumsy kids. They're their own destruction, really. <laughs> I mean, we made the joke last week, too, but you know, I hate that feeling when I trip in the grocery store and crack my you neck. Just immediately <laughs> spill your brain all over the place. Yeah. If I had a nickel for every time I snapped my spine in half from taking a quick tumble. This is... This is a bad yeah. Hunger Games. Like, this is a bad round. Like, I, I can't imagine they went into the 11th annual and were like, yeah, we finally figured it out. Like, if yeah. I were a sports yeah. commentator, I'd be like, the league needs to get it together. This is amateurish child murdering. Most of them are falling. Most of them are dehydrated. This is not not good. We do get a pretty good death, though, because after the District 3 girl kills the District 4 girl, the District 7 person sneaks up behind her and fucking buries her axe in her head. See, and I was like, yeah. That was cool. how to play yeah. the game. Um, yeah, but then Lucy uses her snakes, um, to do, to do, like, a fun cat and mouse game with Reaper, because they're, like, the final two. Oh, not yet. Well, the, not yet. the axe girl, the axe girl comes up to Lucy, and then Lucy, like, grabs That's the snake. That's it. And Boom, pocket snake. Just throws Boom, one right Boom, pocket snake. Face. Snake attack. Yeah. Um, but honestly, a cool weapon when you think about it, to just keep snakes in your pocket and just toss them at people. That's I would Outside the that. box thinking. Yeah. Um, And then comes this weird game of cat and mouse with Lucy and Reaper, who are the final two. Yeah. um, Where she's just trying to tire this sucker out. Yeah. So she's removing the flag from the bodies that he has laid out. So he has to go get it and exert energy. And there's also like a heat advisory going on. So she's trying to run him to death in the hot sun. And she does it. She wins. But isn't it also, don't they also mention that I think she poisoned, like, the little water? Mm-hmm. She put some of the puddles, yeah. She, the puddles? Or, like, the there's, like, pool? a bottle of drinking water she left a little in as, like, bait, and she poisoned yeah. it to help And I along. thought, someone please correct me if I'm wrong, because it all blends together. But I thought <laughs> yeah. she made the justification at one point that he was maybe rabid, to, or had something else wrong with him, too. Yeah. Right. Well, he was definitely malnourished, because... What's her name? Had it was like he had her. some yeah. other disease yeah. though too that mm-hmm. would have killed him anyway right. or something, something like that. Yeah, she insinuates later that like something with Jessup like yes he, he like bit Jessup like bit him or something or like spit on him so he was also going to become rabid. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was a weird throwaway detail that clearly needed more clarification because it was wild. <laughs> it was. But does it even matter? Because Lucy won. She it won. Matter. The Hunger Games are over. Womp womp. And I can honestly say I didn't know really where it was going to go from here, but I was not expecting the turn it took. Right. Or for it to end with like a hundred and something pages left. And it's like, well... Okay, yep. Suzanne, what you got next for us? What do you got next? And yep. boy, does she got some stuff that's next for us. Yeah, Lucy's victory is very short-lived because the dean calls Snow into the biology lab with his mom's compact a hanker- and the handkerchief he dropped in the snake's cage in front of him. And he goes, what's the meaning of this, Snow? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
Dude, I love it. I love playing dumb. One time I went to the Metro for a concert and I hid like alcohol, like just in my underwear, like everywhere. And I was walking around openly with it. And they were like, where'd you get that white claw? And I said, the bar. And they said, no, we only sell big ones. And I said, my friend. And they were like, show me your friend. And I was like, nah, I just put it in my underwear. I took it. Ah, fair enough. They're like, you can finish that one, but give us the other one. So I had to be like, okay. I'm like, (laughs) give them them for my, and that's exactly what happened with Snow. That's so funny. Yeah, he, like, lies, but then he's like, nah, it was me. Nah, you got me. Um, nah. And the punishment for this is, like, no questions asked. You're just become a peacekeeper right now. Yeah. Don't worry. The It was, like, the cutoff for registration ends tonight, so you better get to you the better run, before boy. I close it. <laughs> Go join the military that now. Happened, that immediately read to me, like, a, a good, mm-hmm. like, AO3 fan fiction I was like, ah, oh, yes, I can go to Archive of Our Own right, right. now, and some devoted, like, Hunger Games purist has written all this. What a fun, inconsequential yes. version of the official books. Right. Wouldn't want it to be the <laughs> yeah. real thing. Wait, let me check the author on this. Oh, no. Suzanne. Yeah, and he's going to be there for, they, they've set it up most of this game and The Mockingjay, where they explain that to be a peacemaker, you got to be in the districts for 20 years. So I kind of expected part three to be the next 20 years. Yeah. It was not that. Nope. (laughs) Again, we got, uh, even after this, I was like, don't know where we're going to go next, but it was definitely uh, not where we actually went with it. He requests to go to District 12 because Lucy's probably going back there and that's the love of his life. Yeah, and apparently the Peacemakers didn't have access to a TV for the game, so they don't know who Snow is, which sounds not realistic. And this is also weird to me because in the third book, they very much emphasize that all the Peacemakers come from District 2. Right, had that not so, happened yet? Or? Yeah, so like know. this wasn't explained because some of them are from other districts, but it was very weird to suddenly be like, ah, yes. But there are some positives to this. He'll finally have money to send back to Tigris and Grandma, you know? And maybe it's not too bad. His only two options were being either unadmirably, which I don't think is a word, discharged, or become a peacemaker and and give up your education. Yeah. And that's kind of America, He too. meets his new so, friends, Stretch yeah. and Bug and, <laughs> and whatever Kneecap and Blort and whatever their names are. Yeah. Bug was such a name. Right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he makes friends immediately and he's like, oh, thank God no one knows who I am. Oh, these here. are where the non binary people are in the Hunger Games. <laughs> Bug and Smiley. Those yeah. are their chosen names for yeah. sure. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. And it's just so weird that this took such a shift from being like, we spent 300 pages focusing on winning the Hunger Games. Fuck that. No yeah. one knows who he is now. Now he gets to live how and the they other half lives. him a nickname too. And I. I can't what remember what it is. In my head, it's I like, don't remember what it is. Greek God or something. Oh, it was Hot something boy. having to do with him being a gentleman. Yeah. Like oh, I think it it's like gent. Gent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Annoying. Because he's the prettiest boy in the, all the land. He's like, Snow, don't dead name me. Someone I want to spend more time with the guy who's like, you're the prettiest person in the world. We should just call you that. Like, let's hear his story. <laughs> yeah, this, what's, he, what's up with him? This book would make sense if it was President Snow writing his own, like, biography. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is how I remember all of it. Because he's an unreliable narrator. <laughs> right. oh, they thought I was great. so hot and cool. Yeah, I was hot. And I can play the bass better than anyone else. And this object of mine, she just fucking wanted to blow me so much. <laughs> That would have been kind of fun. Because you could just rev up the villain so much. Yeah, like that would have made sense because there's no villain in this book. No. 
Um, but now all his life consists of is eat, sleep, and train, baby. That's it. That's, That's exactly it. Um, and he can't help but wonder, like, wow, I wonder, like, what other people think now that I'm just, like, suddenly gone from the capital. Yeah, he's really, he's concerned about that, and he's also like, well, I don't want to ask, too, about seeing Lucy yet in hopes I give my, I don't, I don't want to give myself away. Yeah, he does get a letter from Tigress pretty early on, and did you guys notice she signed it slot? S-L-O-T? Yeah, I don't oh, know what that... It snow lands on top. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, that. that makes sense. I was about to say like, signing with it. love. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, Some love, love or... I wish she would have just signed it like as like slut tigress to be like, yes, I've sold my body and I'm yeah. proud of it. And so sincerely. Yeah. <laughs> meow, meow, tigress. <laughs> I'm becoming more of a cat without you. Which tigress, also a character that we did not get the necessary information for what she turns into. Exactly. Meow, meow, that's so funny. But tigress says the apartment is officially on the market in a letter to him. Yeah. Say bye, Smile. Bye. Your childhood home is, is out of here. Peace out. Um, but now, another fun turn. So Jonas shows up in District 12. Of course he does. His old buddy. So Jonas was on the verge of expulsion, and his dad, Papa Warbucks, said he'd pay for a new gym for the academy, and they agreed to let him graduate if he signed up for the Peacekeepers. And part of the deal was Coriolanus got his diploma, too. Wow. I also like, we dropped something very, very uh, quickly, and then just fly over it where he's talking to Snow and Snow's like is like yeah Sejanus I cheated in the games also I'm thinking of suicide but and then it's just like we're like Sejanus is like yeah man I know it's Tuesday anyway (laughs) he wasn't super serious about it so they said oh okay that was really out of character I was like if you think you're that self-important you're not gonna kill yourself come on don't cosplay my culture (laughs) this appropriation Yeah, and so Jonas is already like, man, I have no idea what happened to Lucy. Like, nobody knows, like, what happened, like, the moment the games ended. And, like, Coriolanus, we think, would be like, oh, I'm so, like, worried because we don't know what happened to her. He's just still, like, more worried about his own name at this moment. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, that sucks. Does she think but of me? I still me? wonder. Do people yeah. think of me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But he does learn that she will perform- be performing at the Hob next Saturday. And the Hob is, we know, kind of like the, like the outlet mall of District 12. And we also, <laughs> we also learned that it's now August 1st. And the reaping was on the 4th of July. It's been less than a month. It's been literally three weeks. Like, what? are you fucking kidding me? They were in the arena for, like, uh, in my opinion, at least two. Yeah, and, like, even, like, the prep time seemed like at least, like, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Weird. So, so just really I don't jumped know. that, uh routine quickly but yeah they fell in love so fast they also Uh, at this point have to show up to the hanging of a guy who bombed the coal mine his name is arlo and this is kind of when snow is realizing that the capital doesn't really pour money into the districts but into their industries yeah he's like Um, systemic oppression and also uh snow's new character development here is boy i hate those birds (laughs) yeah he can hear the the mocking jays and the jabber so much so that he like formulates his little plan there to be like, we should use them as target right. practice. He goes to his boss and is like, hey, I want to shoot birds for fun on purpose. And the, his cop boss, being a cop, I was like, that sounds like a good use of your time. Yeah. yeah. He is really upset because the guy who's getting hung like lets out a few words before he goes and these birds kick, pick it up and they make a melody out of his dead dead yeah, words. Which like, would be kind of unsettling, but I don't think I'd kill them. I'd be I like, wouldn't, Pam. yeah, fly into a rage about it. <laughs> 
I will say, yeah, it is weird that Snow's biggest opinion in this book is how much he hates birds. It really is. He hates that Mockingjay, and I didn't know if it was supposed to be, like, on the nose for when Katniss becomes the Mockingjay. Yeah. I think I it know. was. I think that's yeah, fair. Yeah, that's kind assume. of what it seemed like to me. Um, he also gets a letter from Pluribus after this. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what it says. I just wrote in my notes that this is where the letter came. I don't know. He, he mailed Snow indicating his dad and the dean had a falling out. So that's like, was supposed to be planted as a seed of maybe why the dean is punishing him by making him a peacemaker. <sighs> really hoped that they had been like lovers who had a breakup, but it couldn't have been that not cool. to be. No. Yeah. I know. I kind of was hoping we got like right? two bye boys on the wrestling team. Honestly, that mm-hmm. Euphoria episode. And they were like repressed. And I was like, ooh. Uh, speaking of bye boys, I did start to think think that Sejanus was a queer-coded character, yes. and he, like, loved Marcus and, like, did also love Snow. If Sejanus only. was very If only. Like, that would have made this book so much more interesting. Sometimes it's, like, is, are, is the bar in hell where, like, if a man is um, uh, talking about his emotions, I'm, like, bye. Gotta be gay. Gotta be gay. But I do. I do. I jump yeah. to it. I don't know. Um, and Sejanus is really, like, torn up about this hanging because, you know, they just watch someone die yeah. and Coriolanus is like god stop being so dramatic you little wuss and people then he, die every day let's go drink and in his thoughts yeah. he refers to Sejanus as a waste of a dynasty <laughs> what a scathing insult god to just be like you you are not worth the family you were born into also oh what dynasty they're new money snow they just became somebody yeah, I don't yeah know. exactly. They're they're making they're accruing wealth still. Yeah. You are the dynasty. Yeah. You are the dynasty. But they're finally heading into the town on the on this night, like a Saturday night, because Lisi is singing, and they go to the hot spot in the hob, and her family's introduced on stage. Uh, for who's playing what? It's a big family. We don't really know. And she notices him in the crowd, and so she sings the song from the zoo, and seems kind of happy to see him. Did anybody else feel like there were like it was like a it felt very Disney Channel to me. Like, I felt like yes. this was an episode of Hannah Montana. This yeah. is very uh, Disney Channel original movie of, like, yeah. he's just a young cop uh, going yeah. back to the place where the girl he met at summer camp lives. God. And, like, the way yeah. that all the band members talked, it was just kind of mm. like, okay, I love this Disney no. movie. That's what this we get fun. the rest of their little folksy yeah. names. Always a name and ja- a color. Jasper J. Adams or whatever they're <laughs> Oh, yeah, are. like Maud Ivory and yeah. things like yeah, that. Yeah, she's Ivory. nine, but she's spunky. Barb like, Azure. And that no good Billy Tope. <laughs> Barb Azure's kind of fun because if you guys picked this up, they said that she, she was is, dating she, a girl she's in gay. the town. She's the per- she is the only confirmed gay character Lesbian in the Lesbian Barb, games. rise make up. A, make a feast out of scraps every time. <laughs> No, Brooke, as um, an Appalachian, what do you make of these uh, Appalachian music folk? I'm telling you, I think Suzanne, she thinks she loves Appalachia, but she hates it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be interesting to see if she ever moved to, because I always imagine Pennsylvania in this. I said this last week, but I always imagine Pennsylvania, because that's mm-hmm. like a coal mining town. Yeah, yeah, this entire state of Pennsylvania is a coal, coal mining, mining town. town. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, the whole place. The, you know, Pennsylvania, the Philly Pennsylvania. coal mines. <laughs> um, and during this concert, he does start to hate some of the songs because he goes, hey, this racket reminds me of those dang birds. <laughs> yeah, he's got a real thing with the birds. And it's even, he, his night just goes downhill because before Snow can get to her after her song is done, 
her ex, Billy Top. That comes, no good Billy Top. No good Billy Top. <laughs> who feels However like a fucking Andy Griffith show character. Like, he's right? just like, oh, the little bad boy with, like, his uh, suspenders with one button on Now he's dating yeah. the mean mayor's exactly. daughter. Yeah. And he's always carrying his guitar that has just, like, two strings on mm-hmm. it. Like Bad boy Billy, our little BBL or whatever, um, comes crashing through, and he's drunk, and he's mean. And she's become really distant as uh, after she's performed. So the Covey gang kind of moves in to protect her from her Yeah, ex. and there's a whole big fight. Um, yeah, he played piano and he wants back in the band. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then Mayfair's also there. Uh, the mayor's be, daughter? Yeah, being being a little bitch girl she is just to cause havoc and say little snide remarks. Yeah, because while Snow is pining after Lucy, there were some developments on the back end we did not discuss. Billy's with the mayor's daughter, and that's no good because he was trying to two-time Lucy. That's what got her in the Hunger Games. I would, yeah. If I were Lucy Gray Baird, upon returning to my home after the Hunger Games, I would have, I would have just murdered the mayor's daughter. I would have just murdered her. Like, listen, absolutely, I'm a killer now. That's what you wanted. Murder the mayor too. He's the one that called her name. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it, so, you know, all men are bad, but it doesn't seem like Billy's too much... Well, Billy is a conduit for it, but it's definitely just the mayor's daughter yeah. wanted Lucy dead. And I don't know, was he, like, aware of this? Was he aware that this was happening? Who, Billy? Billy, were they both conspiring? I don't know, or it's never told to us. That's what because... Lucy sort of implies with her song mm-hmm. about being the bet he lost in the reaping or whatever. Right. Yeah. But it is uh... never explained, ever. Yeah. He certainly yeah. doesn't seem, like bummed by it like he's not against Mayfair for it yeah I will say yeah the uh he's really nobody really acknowledges that the Hunger Games have happened yeah it no one really acknowledges there's just this ex drama which is crazy even like Lucy just seems completely normal like after all of well back to work and this is before you know like they win things so Mm -hmm. she doesn't even get a new house she didn't get money she just got to live it doesn't yeah. question she's why bother cool. letting one live at all. Like, I get the symbol. Right? But no, the symbolism is that they, like, you, the, the capital demands children to remind them of the war. Like, why let one win? Like, what is the point here if yeah. you're just going to yeah. send them back? I don't, know. I don't know. But this whole night accumulates, cum- cum- oh my god, I can't speak, into a fight in the hob between the miners and the peacekeepers, and it's kind of trying to, like, sow seeds that things aren't great in the district in district 12 maybe they're gonna rebel probably not yeah Who knows? it's early on we still got like 74 got, more games to yeah. go. two decades it's before true. anything bubbles over um yeah. yeah and uh snow and sajanas have to walk mayfair home after this for some reason yeah that was a weird plot line that lasted a couple pages you know what's so funny is i thought i read that but i was so tired when i read it i couldn't find it again in the book so i didn't know if it happened <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> you're like did i, I find it Billy's waiting outside the window or something yeah. like that. Yeah. He's, he's, he's doing the say anything. Hungry I, uh, yeah. I pictured it as like Randall in Monsters Inc. when he's just like <laughs> just slid up against, against the, the wall and then suddenly he like presses off and loses his camouflage. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now the peacekeepers are on probation because of the fight that happened, mm-hmm. which feels weird. It feels like they could be like, oh, we should send more peacekeepers next time. They're on probation, but I also think on Sundays they have off and they can go out. So it's kind of like when your, like, cool parent tries to ground you. They're yeah. like, yeah, you're on probation. You're grounded, but not on the weekends. <laughs> exactly. Um, and now comes the time that, thank God, it's Sunday, because he can go to 
find Lucy. Yeah, they bring her ice. Yeah, he's gonna bring her a gift of a, a, a bag of ice. Delicious. Love that. Ladies, don't you love it when your man just gives you a whole bunch of ice cubes that are That's partially like, melted? All I ever want for Christmas. And her younger sister, Maude, brings him to see Lucy, and she's in the meadow playing her guitar. And this is kind of where we get, like, a little PTSD, because she's like, oh, you scared me. Oh, well, ever since the games to, like, Snow. And it's like, okay, yeah, we, whatever. And Snow's like, well, anyway. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah. And she's also trying to write the Hanging Man song from The Mockingjay. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's kind of indicating she wrote All it. All your questions from the original books will be answered, such as, who wrote that one song? Which they made <laughs> it yep. seem in Hunger Games trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like, that song was hundreds of years old right. or something. The fact right? that it's, like, 60 years old, it's sort of like, like well, oh, wah, wah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like me going to karaoke Aerosmith, right? Mm-hmm. Six yeah. years? 60. 40, 50, you know. It's 40, 50. It's getting there, but yeah. Yeah, it's getting there. It's it's treating like Love Me Do, like it's the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Like something from the 60s, the Beatles, or whatever. Yeah. 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 But they reunite, she kisses him, and they both kind of come clean about how she killed people in the arena, and now he's in the districts because of the stunts he pulled to protect her. Um, And that's that's really it. There's, it's almost, it's such a transactional conversation. It's like, there's no trauma or ill thoughts about this. Like, I'm not, nobody's worried about, like, the things right. that they're saying. And, like, in the original, Katniss and Peeta go through a lot and are actually very, their yeah. trauma is, like, pretty well expressed and, and yeah. written through. And so when yeah. Collins writes, like, stilted, like, not quite there conversations between two lovers and that, it kind of works because they're both, like, sifting through their own, like, mental baggage yeah here we ain't got that excuse and it's just like no. two two people one of whom's like a little fucker and the other one who like has her head in the clouds and it's like they're not connecting because who knows you know yeah it's just not there yeah yeah it's it was very strange. weird but we did we do find out that she was given money mm-hmm. money and then just like shipped back to district 12 yeah dean highbottom put some cash in her trousers yeah he that did was nice and she, um, not so turned bad. her around and pushed her out the door um, but now she's like, great, now that we've, uh, discussed the previous plot that happened in the book, let's go meet my family. Yes, and they also suspiciously see Sejanus and Billy, Lucy's ex, making a map on the ground of, mm-hmm. was it the Peacemaker's base? It was a base. It said of their base. I think base. it was the Peacekeeper's base. Yeah, it's their, like, yes. HQ that they're planning Which... a raid on. Begs my question, how does Billy know what the Peacekeeper base looks like? I don't know. I mean, I just figured that was, Sejanus was feeding them everything, and he's like, this is very early, Sejanus is a a traitor, which makes sense, because when he came there, I was like, I'm going to affect real change within the system as a cop. I was like, okay, idiot, we're going to cancel you next week for sure. Uh, Two weeks in a (laughs) row, loser. But the fact that he was actually pointing some actual rebellion is a nice change for him. Yeah, and we get introduced to a new plot that is going to be unfolding in the districts. The girl at the hanging, um, when the man was hung yesterday is being, like, kept in the Peacekeeper's base. Yeah, so the Rebels are trying to communicate with her just to make sure she's okay. Yeah. And his her Lucy's ex at this point says something very ominous to Snow and just says, you'll learn. And it kind of indicates that Lucy um, flirts to survive. That's her survival method. And once again, we all were expecting that to be more I wish more she prevalent. did. Good. I wish she did. Yeah. I wish I wish I, we watched Lucy flirt her way through so mm-hmm. many people and just get uh, Corylonis so raged 
enraged by it. Like, that would have been interesting. I know. I was expecting her to turn him down when she got to the district. Yeah, or he, like, walks in on her, like, fucking someone else, and she's like, oh, you? You thought this was a thing? Oh, what was your name? Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. That is Laura and I's biggest feedback for this franchise. We are like, not, we could have had one fucking scene. We could have had just one. And I feel like Every time Maggie and I read one of these series, we're just like, could have had like a really cool sex scene right here, though. Yeah. It's every season we find. We a... know where we want it too. If <laughs> Suzanne Collins ever gets on this, there is a scene in Mockingjay where her and Gail get really passionate. We are like, just do that and then move on. Just add exactly. A few more pages, Suzanne. Just a few. Just in the just extended so cut. Close. Just add a few pages. Just fifteen of just them a, fucking. I'm a, I'm a simple person. Just fifteen pages. A simple fifteen pages of sex. If we can have, you know, the twenty, twenty-five, thirty pages of just song lyrics in this one, yeah, yeah. she could definitely put. I mean, spread out, she, yeah. If she can write seven pages of him and Doctor K later talking about the mocking days and jabber days, we can have a, squares. <laughs> Exactly. We can have a 15-page sex scene. What if the four of us wrote the fucking games? The and fucking it's this. games. <laughs> I'm sure that is the name of like a a porn that exists uh, based off yeah, of this. Yeah, but we can make it young and adult. A young adult theme. If got you it. build it up and you make it passionate enough, like it could be fun. Mm-hmm. We have two non-binary consultants on this script. It'll be genderless. It'll the be world is ready for an erotic children's death game. Too often, <laughs> it's too focused on the political and the violent. I want to battle royale with some with some ass That's in it. You know, exactly. These kids have nothing left to lose. Yeah. Their hormones are raging. I would love to hear um, how they handled it if two tributes just started fucking in the zone and they had to be like, okay, we're gonna cut away, cut away from camera two. I feel like, and they need to be like the poly games. Yeah. You know, like they win by getting the most partners. Yeah. I feel like, okay, y'all, if there was 75 Hunger Games, at some point, people have had to have fucked in that arena. Because mm-hmm. they're like, probably like, I'm gonna die large, large at numbers. 17. It has to have happened, yeah. Right? It like, has it has to, has to have happened. I'm, I'm fascinated by Maggie's suggestion of the poly games, because it's sort of like a prisoner's <laughs> dilemma, where like, you can either kill, or like, make love to like, succeed. So you could just, yes. all 24 could agree to have a great time, and no one else and to die. But if it one could person be really emotional it. too. Like, what if two gangs are trying to poach you, and you're like, "But I have so many, I have so many romantic mm. ties to the And there's the one person, situation. there's one person who's like, "This goes against my morals, and I'm gonna kill you all." Ruin, ruin it for all of us. <laughs> there's a lot there. I literally uh, forgot where we were. We are oh, at. Well, back to Polly. We got we got Billy trying to be Polly. Two yeah. girlfriends. Did I? Did I segue it well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. Yep, got Seems it was a perfect segue. <laughs> but we learned that Billy is giving the mayor's daughter piano lessons. And is that what he is... calls it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and yeah. I think that she convinced the mayor to throw Lucy in to get rid of the competition. Yeah. That's where it's, like, explicitly said. Yeah. Um, and now Sajana's corners, like, uh, Snow, and he's like, dude, I know what we're going to do. I know where Lil is. We're going to pass... Uh, some messages from the rebels over to her. Like we're gonna get her out. I'm gonna I'm gonna save her. Yeah, and and Coriolanus is pissed. Yeah, he's pretty mad. He's like, Sejanus is the biggest betrayer ever. And I'm like, doesn't he realize that like Lucy is also a rebel? Like, does this not cross Never. his mind? No, because Lucy's his property. So how could? Oh, you're right. Yeah, how yeah, could yeah. your toaster betray you? <laughs> yeah, but he's once again <laughs> nervous that Doctor Gall is gonna figure out that him and Sejanus are friends, or or he knows that Sejanus is trying to take over or whatever. Oh, so yeah. he's like, maybe she write her a letter. dreams now of being an officer. Because mm-hmm. that's yes. going to get him out of his current he, situation. He takes the officer exam, like, between paragraphs. Like, like, he he just, just, like, Let me do that I'm tomorrow. Sorry. And then he did it. 
He yeah. has hardly completed training for Peacekeeper, mm-hmm. and now he can just become an officer. Like and That's realistic to how cops are. Like, that doesn't really surprise <laughs> it's me. It's really funny, too, because Sejanus is like, well, you, you'll do really well because you remember geometry right now. And if you move too far away from when you learned the geometry, you will do yeah. bad. I love you forget the math. <laughs> Cops always attack in like you know like right angles and squares mm-hmm. and shit. So I just figured out about checked. speaking of cops. I just figured out the forty percent rule is a thing where they like want the cops to get like forty percent on tests because they want police to be actively dumb. And that's wild. Mm-hmm. I never knew that was a thing. They, fo- they follow orders better if they don't have critical thinking skills. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's wild. Yeah, Terrible and good to know. <laughs> so, um, yep. Snow takes that officer candidacy test. And around this time, he also sneaks into Sejanus' locker to try to see what's up with him. And he finds a fat wad of cash. Yeah. And oh, and also during this time, his plan to capture all the birds, that gets approved. Yeah. So thank God for that. <laughs> We're building to his big, like, dramatic choice to whether or not to sell Sejanus out. And yeah. it's dramatic until you realize that it's just whether or not he's going to tell his teacher. And then it really lets yeah. the air out of the drama of the book. Yeah. <laughs> like, whether yeah. this one guy will squeal on the person he kind of knows but isn't really friends with. Yeah, yeah. he also finds some drugs in Sejanus's belongings, and that too. Was that was That was cool. Oh, he did? Yeah, he yeah, found Sejanus that. parties. He was cooler yeah. than Yeah. Okay, and then the picture of Sejanus and Marcus. It was like, okay, what are we? He did carry that around. Yeah. Trouble in Paradise with Sejanus and Snow. Trouble in Paradise with Snow and Lucy because they get into a little tiff at her show later that night. Um, She implies he doesn't speak his mind, which is true, and that Peacemakers killed her dad, and he's like, okay, well, Rebels killed mine. Not all all Peacekeepers. (laughs) Not all Peacekeepers. My favorite thing about this exchange is that this happens after we spent seven pages talking about these birds with Dr. K, Mm -hmm. and he marches to the backstage being like, Lucy's gonna be so fucking impressed with all these birds that I'm capturing. Yeah. She's gonna just, oh, she's gonna just keel over with how hot this is. And she's just like, I kind of hate that. Why would we capture animals? Like, birds shouldn't be in cages. Yeah. They, it's, you know, but they they resolve it only to fight the next day at the lake. Yeah. They're just fighting again. They're fighting all the time, really. Oh, yeah. Oh, and this is, is where she also the, does like, her... Is this the scene where someone pulls up, like, a fistful of Katniss and, uh... Yeah. I roll my and this eyes is, in the um, back of my head? This is also where she does her ghost story song, and mm. he's mad because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, he he's confused, because in that, Lucy is a concept of a ghost, and he's like, but Lucy's right here, because yeah. he has no imagination. I, I wrote in my notes that I was like, I really just felt like at this point, Suzanne Collins was like, how dumb can I write his feelings because he's just like oh boo Lucy's right there and I'm just like what am I reading right now do do they not have any like comparative lit classes in the well it mentions that like he was pissed in school because they read a poem and he didn't get it and one of the other students was like you don't get it and he like carries that for the rest of his life oh he would be he would be the Jesus what zero poetry does to a motherfucker You would all, you know, we all have people that we've interacted with like that, where you like watch the movie and you're like, it's, dude, it's okay. It's, it's okay that you don't get it. Me talking about it and expressing my feelings is not Nothing an indication of yeah. how smart you are. Um, and they just get mad. Also, during this ghost song that uh, Snow hates, Sejanus 
has disappeared. And then he comes back and says he was in the bathroom and Coriolanus is pissed that he would ever lie to him because they're supposed to be best friends. Yeah, he's not in the bathroom. He was at the in the hob later and he's like talking to a woman who is selling weapons because he wants a pocket knife, which is sus. Uh-oh. She also, at, during this time, Lucy also says that she met up with her ex, Billy, at the hanging post. And he's trying to get them all to run away because he thinks there's people up north. But she's, like, completely over that because she trusts Snow, she's over that, and he, and Snow cannot let this go. No. He's like, hmm. Yeah. Meeting up with ex. Yeah. And she's being really affirmative. She's like, but you're so great and I love you. And he's like, but the yeah and when then at the lake it's in the world <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um and then at the lake they have a lot of just on the nose conversations like they talk about the meaning of the ghost song for a page or two they talk about the government for a page or two like yeah, suzanne it's too. okay to let some things be subtext like it's okay to let us do some work suzanne i promise we can yeah. keep up it's not this isn't ulysses like right there. like and, like, the first, like, two books, like, she did that really well of, like, not, you know, insinuating things, not, mm-hmm. like, hitting it hard. Yeah. And then, like, third book, it was just, like, let me explain what I'm trying to get at yeah. here. And this book, I, I, uh, I'm sad to say, was no different. No. And but- this is where we have the Katniss callback. Uh, is this when... Audibly sighed. Yeah. I was like, come on. <laughs> Like really, yeah. like this. I don't. We don't need this series to be tied up in a bow. Like nobody asked for that. Yeah, we finally do learn Sejanus's plan, and because he tells Snow what his plan is while he is moving Jabberjays, while Snow is moving the Jabberjays. Yeah, which uh, Sejanus isn't on this project of like collecting the Jabberjays. So does he what just is he be doing? like? I don't know. Does he just like run to like Snow being like, hey, buddy, I know you're working right now, but I really got to tell you what I'm about to He's do. He's got like the cop equivalent of study hall. And they're like, do whatever you want. Just don't go, you know, start a revolution. <laughs> and Sejanus is like, okay. And he's got his fingers crossed behind his back. While moving these Jabberjays, Snow actually hits record in secret. Oh, yeah. Do the Jabberjays have buttons on them? Is he, that what? It was like they, a remote. They found a remote. Like Dr. Got K like, had like a remote they used to reprogram. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was like, just like there was like three buttons on the back for like <laughs> yeah. record, delete, and play. <laughs> like Furbies, like... they've just got little yeah. nodes on the back of their heads. <laughs> so he records what Sejanus says his plan is, which some of the rebels are heading north and he can come if Sejanus helps them talk to Lil, the girl whose boyfriend was killed. And so I was feeling kind of guilty that he recorded this in a bird that is getting shipped to the Citadel, yeah. but maybe no one will hear it. He recorded it, immediately put, like, the bird on the, the, the hovercraft to go back, and then gets off being like, well, I could, you know, go delete it before the doors close. And what? he keeps saying to himself, like, nobody will listen to that. Mm-hmm. No, nobody no will one hear will it. listen. I know, it's, it's like, yeah, he feels guilty for, like, it. a second, and then he's like, nah, it's fine. It's, like it's he, fine. He's a traitor, it's, it's fine. It's the handkerchief and the snakes again. It's like he's willfully trying to disregard yeah. object permanence. He's like, if I don't see it, it's not real, and it can't come back to get me. He definitely goes back and forth on Sejanus for a while, but at some point he sees Sejanus giving the this um, girl a lot of money for presumably weapons, and I think he's like, yeah, okay, yeah, what yeah. I'm doing is fine. What I'm doing is fine. It's all good. Um, and then we are at another another show at the Hob, and he follows Sejanus this time and watches them conspicuously talking um, in the backstage area. Yes, um, and not only that, but Lucy also sees Snow going into the shed and, like, comes out for a minute in between her set. And she's like, surprise, I found you! Yeah, and it's not good timing. 
<laughs> oh, it's not good timing at all because uh, not only does he learn that like Lucy is planning to go with them, yeah, uh, Mayfair is there lurking in the shadows for some reason, um, and Snow shoots her. Not yeah. too bad, baby. Wow, just dead, just done. Yeah, like doesn't even let her explain anything. She's just dead, and he doesn't feel anything about it. No, we're just done. And then this guy Spruce, who's there talking about the plan, shoots Billy because he's like, "This makes sense." <laughs> Spruce was ready to go. Spruce was down to down to clown immediately. Yeah, yeah. Snow is like Lucy, go back on stage so you have an alibi, and then they just leave two bodies dead in the shed. And like Coriolanus is like, "Sajanus, here's the plan," and it's like, "Why are you covering for?" him like don't you what are you i don't know oh the logic just doesn't make sense and this isn't good because someone's gonna definitely have to pay for the mayor's daughter being dead and spruce does end up paying for it a few days go by he gets captured attacked and dies uh at the hands of peacekeepers for killing the mayor's daughter well there you go done and dusted all the loose Yeah, loose ends tied up but don't worry everybody there's still about 40 pages left in this book it is it is absurd how dense these pages are for today last week we were flying today it's like every minute every like few paragraphs something's not necessarily interesting but significant happens yeah and the next thing that happens is a death sentence for our sweet little sejanus he has been arrested and he's going to be hanged for treason and i will say the the theme of this episode has been me being like i i I don't know what's going to happen next but the thing that actually does happen next was not what i was anticipating how instantly sejanus's hanging happens after the sentencing because i really thought i was like oh maybe like the last part of the book is like snow watching his like friend die and realizing like the consequences of his actions and that takes up the last 40 pages no it's three pages and sejanus is dead they yep, gotta kill the gay character yeah. gotta True. kill the probably gotta gay, kill character. The gay character let the lesbians thrive let sejanus die and uh both sejanus and lil are gonna be hanged and he feels bad but he's like i had no choice i had to i had to report sejanus for treason yeah and sejanus's last words uh are yelling for his mom which was sad i want my last words to be something cool like slob on my knob yeah can you imagine the jabber jays like singing that yeah um and now uh coriolanus thinks he is going to be arrested he thinks they know that he was in, like, the shed with the, the murders, with the weapons, like, the cool old board game. Because they yep. still and haven't found the murder weapons, which is his big, like, hanging yeah. point. He's like, God, yeah. when they find him, it's me. And he has a breakdown, not because he realizes he got Sejanus killed, but because he's never, uh, he, his, he's tarnished his name and he's going to be killed now, too. Yep. Commander calls Snow into his office and says, Dr. Gull received his message. And, God, it must have been so hard sacrificing your friend like that. Yeah. Like, good job. He goes, and try to put it, try to put it behind you. Just try to Ten points to Gryffindor. And it's my birthday. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> it. And goes, oh, by the way, try to, you know, not let this ruin your night because it's my birthday. <laughs> I yeah. want more from this commander, this sad sack piece of shit. who's <laughs> just like, hey, you right? want to hang out on exactly. my birthday? Want to go drink at the place where two people got shot? Yeah. They got the best band in town for the commander's birthday. It's the Coveys, Lucy and her little squad. Uh, and Lucy throwing a hot signal Snow's way. She's wearing her dress from the games. Mm-hmm. And she sings him a song for his about him. And it's fine. It's fine. It's a few pages. It's it not my darling few... Clementine, but it did read yeah. fast. So It did read fast. Um, he goes to find her. 
And then just, like, continues to, like, lie to her about, like, what he's been up to and what's been happening. And Lucy tells Snow the mayor thinks she killed his daughter, so she's gonna run away. And he's like, all right, I will too. Yeah, and in this moment it's important because he's still jealous of Billy even though he's dead. Can't compete with a dead guy. Can't compete with a dead boyfriend. Can't compete. And he goes back to the barracks, like, and the next morning he's packing and he's just, like, shoving things in his pocket and it's like, you could bring, like, a knapsack with you. That's, like, a normal thing to carry around. Yeah. Like, he's shoving just lots of underwear in his pockets, which is fucking weird. They're gonna run away at dawn, but unfortunately, the next day, the commander tells him he's being sent to an elite officer school in District 2. Yeah. He's still running away, though. The tides have turned. But upon running away, he kind of finds he doesn't really like being a runaway. He doesn't love the lifestyle. This also included one of my favorite parts in the book when he's like, and I've killed three people. And Lucy's like, three? (gasps) And he's like, oh, I mean, one of them is the old me. I love that, too, because I was just like, this is so dumb, but, uh, wow. Yeah, so they are checking out. It's been maybe, like, two, an hour or two. It's been, it's like, it's I been, love this. it's been maybe, like, the length of a Lord of the Rings movie. It has been maybe three hours, and he's like, it's, gr- it's, it's muggy outside. He doesn't love it. They're mosquitoes, and they finally get back to the lake that they had their little day adventure, and there's a house near the lake, and... For some fucking reason, the the bag of weapons is just there. Who put them there? Was it Spruce? I think it might have been Lucy. That's how you who who do we think all put the weapons there? I don't know, but the gun he used is there, and he's trying to figure out how to get rid of it. He's and, like, this is my ticket out. And Lucy, once again, is like, hey, you start, the, like, uh, here's the fire. I'm going to go grab us some Katniss, and we're going to, like, rest here before we continue on our journey. And boy, do we have the biggest 360. Because he's like, well, she's a witness to the crime. I have to get rid of the gun. What if I just, like, kill her? Yeah, he's like, what if I just turned around... What if I kill her? It's a lot. A lot happens in, like, five pages, and it didn't fully make sense to me. And no. he starts to convince himself that, like, she has turned on him right. and he's, is going yeah. in right now to, like, abandon he's him. He's psyching himself know. up that she's, like, he, about to kill him or just leave him for dead. Yeah, yeah he, he goes out to find her and sees there's this scarf that's near a snake who bites him. And now is he now he's like, oh, we're hunting each other? Oh, this is what we're doing now? And he's well, like, yeah, he's like, also like, is affecting me. It's getting my brain. Also very funny when we later were like, no, it's not poisonous. You were just being yeah. difficult. Um, This was the biggest turn and I didn't, I had to reread where, these three pages. Where was Lucy this entire time? She like, dipped. She, she well, just left But it him. says at one point that he thinks he hears her scream while he's shooting the gun. Like right. maybe, so maybe she's dead. Her. I think she just pieced out this and good for her. This read to me yeah. like in the first book when Katniss gets um, like stung by the tracker jackers mm-hmm. and you're like yeah. what is this yeah. dream world that's what this felt like as well yeah. it's just, just not... impotent male rage yeah. <laughs> I did not get the jump from him being like I don't love this lifestyle to him trying to shoot her why yeah. not just dispose of the gun and he right. does do that he like swims out into the lake of course with his venom ridden body and is able to get to the the part of the lake where the bottom just goes on forever and just tosses the weapons in there don't weapons like don't guns float? Do they? they I don't know. I think they do. I, it'll definitely get rid of the fingerprints at least. But I've, you know that little like pond is not that deep. Like right. even at its deepest no. point. Yeah. 
But I would love yeah. the dramatic scene of him like throwing him into the lake and he turns around and then they just bob up to the surface. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you did it, dude. He swims back to shore and they just like wash and back like, yeah, with fine. him. <laughs> it's left sort of up in the air whether she dies or not because he was literally just shooting in her direction. Um, yeah, we don't know. It's great because now he Could can have head been those back damn to camp. Birds. And she also could have just like dipped. I feel like it'll be more clear in the movie version. Yeah. Like, I read to a like fan theory that I hated, and I hope this is not what's being implied, though I wouldn't put it past Suzanne, is that like Lucy lives and eventually makes it back to District 12 and is Katniss's paternal grandmother. Boo. Boo. I said, please don't sucks. imply that, Suzanne. That can't be Boo. the truth. That's I hope so not. That I hope sucks. Because they are polar opposite people right like uh she she ain't got no singing jeans in her it's it can't she be does sing. don't say she that does. Yeah. does sing yeah she's not but a show can't... person though she's no, not no, no, a... no yeah exactly. but Katniss doesn't wear rainbow dresses yeah. so snow has rerouted he has he gets back to the the new the hospital pretty quick he goes to the camp and the next day the hovercraft um picks him up and uh, drops him off in the capital, not in District yeah, 2. We thought he, he was going to be an elite officer. He's not going there. Uh, but he also does take Sejanus' stuff with him as he's, like, packing up to go, which I thought was weird. Hey, he did send stuff. all He did send all of that cash in the envelope that Sejanus yeah. had back to his family. Yeah, he took Sejanus' money and sent it to his family. <laughs> and, and, I believe that's the last we hear of his family. Like, well, there you go. Off you, he, like, does he mention them in that Well, it, if we... Like Briefly. the blood sort of pseudo yeah. adopt him. Oh yes, of course. His new it actually so rich family. It's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. So when he's dropped off in the capital, uh, he's like, "What's this? I'm supposed to be going to District Two, and they're like, "Special orders. Sorry, son." <laughs> I laughed so hard because Doctor Gall is like, "I didn't put all this time into you to become a peacemaker. Classes start Thursday. Yeah, You'll study under me." And I was like, "And that's it? That's, that's how that, it ends? The book ends. That's I, the I last like her, two lines." Like, uncorking a bottle of champagne being like congratulations and, and being like, what she the fuck says are you something about, about like like she hopes his little summer project will be useful to him or something it's like oh okay. yeah weird and that's where the book ends and then we have an epilogue and if you oh, guys boy. had questions the whole fucking book the epilogue answers everyone because for some reason they didn't Breed the epilogue made more questions for me. I right. felt like nothing was it, it answered. It answers them in the most, like, oh, fuck off way. <laughs> like, yeah. they're all like, I didn't want this. Yeah, we yes. find out that Snow, like, essentially, essentially has just made all the Hunger Games things. Yeah, he's every every now. Every extraneous detail is he created. Yep, he's studying at the university. He has a Game Maker internship. He introduced the ideas, like, gifts to a district post-victory and Victor's Village into the game. Yeah. Uh, he's cool with the plinths now. They just adopt him. Yeah, like Brooke said, they bu- they bought his house back. Um, and then he gives Sejanus's diploma back to Dean Highbottom. Like, one last fuck you. Yeah, and then this is where... Why didn't we bring this up earlier? Because this is where we learn the whole creation of the Hunger Games. Apparently, Dean and his father made the Hunger Games together, and the Dean didn't want to hand it in. But his father did for the grade. Yeah, it was a school assignment to like come up with like the 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 worst thing you could do to somebody to like as a punishment for like long term war. Um, and thus, victory. the snows invented the games. It wasn't. I do not know why that fact was not earlier. I don't think it was necessary. I I was mad. I was like, this is stupid. There's yeah. no subtlety to it though, because Dean Highbottom just lays it all out in one paragraph. Like, Here's how yeah, the game started. Like, it was and he's a like, prank. And this, He's like, and this is why I'm a drug addict. Right. Like, 
Yeah. And Snow has a little a sweet goodbye to him oh, for being okay. a drug addict. But also, I have to say this. Okay. Because, so Dean Highbottom says, we did this when we were in college. We submitted the games and then they made the games. And the games were only like 10 years old, which would make Dean Highbottom and his dad like 30. Right. Yeah. Maybe grad school. Yeah, like either way, it's we like remember, they would be know, very like, young. Cornelius is 18. Is his dad 12 year old father? Yeah. Like, war is weird. How dumb are the people in the capital that you have to rely on 18 year olds to decide how to run society? Right. Why are you outsourcing like civil projects to. We don't balance the budget with like Tish grads. Like we, we, yeah. we have people who do that for us. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, but then he poisons the dean because I, I guess he doesn't want that information to get out. Because yeah. he knew the old him. He knew the old snows and uh, Crowley is killing them all. He poisons the dean's morphling. And that's kind of a nice way to go. Yeah. Like you, you have, yeah. you have morph, you morphine want. and, and um, poison. Yeah, and that's where the book ends. That is the ballad that's of Songbirds and Snakes. That's really it. Wow. And do you guys have yeah, any closing good, thoughts? That's Anything a good, you would have wanted a great, to see? A great sound effect, Ryan. <laughs> Anything you would have wanted to see? Any closing thoughts on it? Hmm. I will say at the end, I felt like Suzanne was like trying to leave it open like, oh, maybe Lucy was playing him the whole time, even though nothing else suggests that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't, don't know, know what she wants, what Suzanne wants me to think about that. And I think like, and I think like a problem with prequels in general is they make the world like smaller like yeah. the Star Wars prequels yes. are like here's who built C-3PO here's like who was Boba Fett's dad and I was like these are not things we need to know these are yeah. just things like we don't need to connect dots with everything and this mm-hmm. book is yeah. like here's more about District 12 here's how the Hunger Games started here's... let's talk about the birds again right like, yeah. and the president's dad started them it's like it shrinks the world and it shrinks like yeah. what could have been and it makes it all super like insular and less like imaginative like it's less interesting (laughs) yeah i agree i do like what you proposed like maybe this being a snippet of his memoir or Mm -hmm. something that was unpublished and he died his untimely death yeah at the end of mockingjay like if this was written from an unreliable narrator it could have been fun yeah it would have been fun it would have been a lot more fun because then Mm -hmm. we could rag on like oh this insecure person thinks he's such a hot shot and notably Um, in this book you know suzanne like departs from first person narration mm -hmm. which she had in the other books and it's like I think she's a yeah. stronger writer in first when person when she's in someone's head yeah, yeah. yeah. I also, but I feel like mm-hmm. after the epilogue we've he's not even the guy yet like the President Snow we know in the original we know that he's like loves to poison people to the point that his body's shutting down he poisons a single dude in this book and it's in the epilogue and it's like yeah. that like charisma and that like worldview hasn't really happened yet and I get that maybe she wants like the power of like his sudden confidence at the end to be like this big reveal but then what do we spend 500 pages on Suzanne (laughs) what were we doing this whole time like I really was expecting this book to be like the transformation from Mm -hmm. naive student into the villain we see him as in the Hunger Games which is a great villain he goes from naive student to naive cop and then at the very end he's like now I'm a Disney villain yeah Yeah. and it's like it's such a all of this book feels like a lot of just like caricatures mm-hmm. and like these characters that like aren't real or believable and, or have any substance. And there's mm-hmm. the tigress thing of like, you know, if you remember her from Mockingjay and you yeah. know that like clearly there's a big falling out and this book like wants to capitalize on that, like that dissonance and that irony of like us knowing that they're going to hate each other in 60 years. <laughs> or at least yeah. Tigress is going to hate him if he even thinks but about her at all. But we don't get there. We don't get there. Yeah. Well, and especially... Sejanus... Yeah. 
and Tigris fulfill the same thing of like characters that he is confiding in that he can and will turn his back on. Uh, yeah. But we only get one of them actually to do it, and then Tigris is just sort of there. But yeah. it, it really doesn't make sense to make the Tigress tie back into Mockingjay for me if you're either. Not gonna, yeah, no, no. The timeline because, makes no sense. But Because she was like, what? She was a makeover person in the games. Mm-hmm. And like that is what she's described as. They should have put in a little bit of discord between them. Right. If it was going to be that she full-blown hates him and Mockingjay. Yeah, or like make her do some cat-like shit because she completely transforms into a fucking cat. Make and her a little the, slutty cat. Yeah, a little meow-meow. Mm-hmm. Oh, meow-meow. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, um... I think it might be time. Our favorite segment right. of every week. It's a canceled character it's of the week. It's canceled character of the week, everybody. Uh, we're going to go around and we're each going to nominate who we think the canceled character of the week should be. You feel strongly about this one. I do feel you strongly. I talked about Maggie. I really think President Snow needs to be canceled this week. Not only because uh, his character actions make no sense and he was written so poorly, um, but just because he is such a little bitch outside, he just completely mm. did a 180. He killed Sejanus. He recorded his friend against his back. He has no loyalties. Mm. He is so concerned with his name that he, um, just even that ruins it at the end of the third book anyway. So I it's agree. like, I'm going to cancel President Snow for being a little bitch this week. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll cancel the Mayfair, the mayor's daughter, because That's it was pretty, place. it wasn't hashtag feminist of her to put Lucy in the games. And we don't need that kind of girl-on-girl crime wow. in 2022. <laughs> I I want to put one one thing in for President Snow, because I forgot yeah. it while we were talking about it, and it's the, one of the funniest things, and I think it supports Laura's point, but then I'll introduce someone yeah. else, too. I remember at the end of the book, he was like, I would never marry someone I liked. I can only marry someone I hate because I can't take yeah. it. And that was so funny to me. God, what a little wuss. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, all women bad. Um, but I'll have to put my personal enemy, which is like, this is probably some internalized misogyny as well, but Lucy Gray, who just oh. wouldn't do what I needed her to do. And <laughs> I've already spoken like at length about manic it. Manic pixie coal girl? I can't. For I you. can't with Lucy. Oh my god, that's a great way to describe yeah. it too. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna also go for, for the obvious choice, but impossible to ignore choice, which is President Snow. Not just because mm-hmm. of like his his craven abuse of power and his like inhumane acts, but because they're just so slipshod and like messy. And like I don't mind that he's naughty, but I hate that he's sloppy, to paraphrase yeah. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so fair. And that makes President Snow the canceled character of the week, everybody. I think we can collectively agree. I think we can collectively agree that he is the resounding canceled character of the week and canceled character of this entire book yeah. because he's a terrible protagonist. Unfortunate that it's about him. Yeah. It sucks. So it's it like, and it's not like, oh, he's a terrible protagonist and like, oh, his actions are terrible. It's just like, no, he's just dumb and no, it's he's like, a shit. It's like put down the yeah. book heat. Like, it's not like I'm like, ooh, yeah. so evil. It's like, okay, I'm trying it's, to stay it's, awake. It's, Oh, uh, it is hard because it's like if I didn't have to read this book for this <laughs> podcast, I absolutely would not have finished it. Unfortunately, oh, yeah, I agree. It, it's so dense; it's so hard to get through. Um, I can just wait at that point for the movie to come out. Exactly, and I, I'm going to watch the movie because oh, I gotta yeah, see. Damn I gotta well. see how they. T- I gotta see how many of these songs they put in there. <laughs> yeah, and how they do it exactly. Um, well, awesome. Uh, anybody else have any closing thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Nope. All right. Do you have any good news for Nation of Animation? Yeah, tell us. We can find y'all. Tell us about you guys. Tell us where we can find you. 
Uh, yeah, we are from Nation of Animation. We are available wherever you get your podcasts on all streaming platforms. Uh, we are in the midst of uh, two SpongeBob SquarePants episodes. We're devoting March to everyone's favorite uh, undersea sponge fella. So listen to us talk about those those great a episodes. A real departure from the ballad of Songbirds. Yeah, if you want to get as far say. away from President Snow as you can. <laughs> We, yeah, we highly recommend going to Nation of Animation for a palate cleanser from, from, yes, these, from these uh, past two episodes on Yeah, We Read It. Yeah. Um, but for us, likewise, you can find us on all streaming platforms. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts is where we are. Yep. And you can follow us on social media. Yeah, We Read It. On... Instagram, Maggie underscore and underscore Laura. And yeah, we read it on TikTok and, <laughs> and Twitter. Yeah, we We're everywhere. We got there. We got there. Uh, but that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, we are also all part of the Audiment Podcast Network. So check out there for other fun podcasts. Uh, if you're like, gosh, I need a third podcast to listen to. They've got plenty. Uh, but that's been it for the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And uh, next week, Maggie and I will have the wrap up of the season Winding down season four. I'm very excited. Godspeed. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us these past couple weeks. It was a daunting task, but there's there's no other people I'm glad uh, I would have had on this journey with us, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It truly was. (laughs) All right. Goodbye, everybody. You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.